Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe, and we're producing this episode for GoodCrowd.info. And we have a tremendous guest today. Ken Martin is this, the co-founder of Honeycomb Credit, and I am so excited about what they're doing. You do not want to miss this episode. Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. This episode is made possible via the support of our sponsors, including Johnson & Johnson's Caring Crowd. Ken, welcome to the show. Hello, Devin. We're thrilled to have you and so excited to talk about what you're doing at Honeycomb Credit. Uh, you know, so much of the energy and excitement in the crowdfunding space in the United States has been around equity. But the real opportunity may be, may be in the debt markets, and that's where you're working. Tell us a little bit about Honeycomb Credit. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, Devin. I, I think you know equity crowdfunding is a is a great product and, and has a very important purpose. Uh, but we're doing something different at, at Honeycomb Credit. So basically, what we are is we're a fintech platform where investors can log on, search for investment opportunities that are our debt opportunities. Uh, from local businesses. And the reason that's important is Main Street America is our focus. Uh, and therefore, the equity product is probably not the best product for Main Street America. And the example we like to give is what would you do with seven shares of your local hardware company, right? You know, it, it's it, equity crowdfunding is just not the right product for Main Street America. So we're doing something different at Honeycomb Credit. Well, and Main Street America is such a big part of the economy. And uh, so many small businesses are struggling to find financing. Uh, there's almost no way to get it for some of them. I, I agree with you there, Devin. You know, we look at Federal Reserve surveys. We look at, you know, other research in the market. And it's uh, an opportunity in the hundreds of billions of dollars, uh, just completely underserved. Uh, and it's not just an opportunity loss. It, it's really hurting Main Street America. Uh, you know, and, and so that's really the core mission behind Honeycomb Credit. We're very excited to actually bring that back to the market. Well, and the opportunity for investors as well, especially for those of us who haven't been making a lot of private equity investments, the idea of investing in a, a an equity or even, you know, what's so common in the equity world in crowdfunding is, uh, you know, a safe, uh, what is it, a simple agreement for future equity. And uh what even is that? Uh, that's somebody's promise to give you equity in the future. It's, it's a very, uh, it, it's a scary investment to even understand what that means. And, and, and once you do, you're not much more comforted by it is the fact of the matter. It's a very risky structure. A debt instrument from a cash flowing business seems so much safer and a great way, I hate to call it training wheels, but, but it's crowdfunding investment for for the beginner in many ways. Yeah, 100% agree with you there. I, th I think the real big sea change was uh, regulation crowdfunding, which, which you and your viewers probably are aware of. Uh, but in brief, you know, it, it really opened this opportunity to all, all people in the country, uh, not just your super rich accredited investors, but now everyone in the country can participate in investing local. You've got a couple of deals already on the platform. Uh, Let's talk about each of them for just a minute in turn. But the, the first one is Millie's Ice Cream Truck. Uh, tell us about Millie's Ice Cream Truck. I, I'm fascinated by this one. 
Yeah, so so both our deals are are, are excellent and really represent kind of uh, the the type of investment that that we think we'll be having going forward. Um, Millie's in particular, uh, you're right. It's it's a a, a well known local chef who's had success in other areas. Uh, started an artisan ice cream shop that is just very popular in Pittsburgh. Uh, has kind of built upon that success to open multiple uh, different locations and basically came to us with an interesting idea. He said, let me build upon what I've already been doing well at Millie's by opening a, a, a food truck or kind of a, a, a renovated a, a delivery truck um, that can bring my product all over the community in places where it wouldn't make sense to open a permanent storefront. And we thought, what a perfect opportunity to kind of showcase what crowdfunding can be used for, um, which is not just you know, kind of um, opening a new project, but actually changing our communities in a positive way. So I was excited to see that they uh, set the target. The goal on the crowdfunding raise was 10 grand, and they got, so far, you're still taking investments, $38,000. I mean, that's a huge success. Absolutely. You know, especially for, um, you know, the, the first couple of campaigns, we wanted to make sure that, you know, we, we made the right choices and, and did campaigns that resonated with the community and would be successful, of course. Um, and, and we've just been overwhelmed with the success of that campaign in such a short amount of time. Uh, they reached their goal in only five days. Um, and and as, you've, as you've noticed, have just continued to build upon that success. Um, which is, you know, just very indicative of the thesis of Honeycomb Credit, which is if you provide people with the opportunity to invest local, uh, that's the, the first avenue they have to un- unleash that kind of un- unkept demand, basically. So what are they going to do with all the extra money? So basically what we do with, with our companies we work with is we set a minimum and a maximum. Uh, the maximum is often uh, dictated by their actual cash flow after debt service. So we want to make sure we're making financially responsible decisions, uh, you know, in partnership with our companies. Um, then the minimum is, is uh, basically dictated by what's the minimum amount they need to actually make their expansion project succeed. You know, what's very unique about Honeycomb and, and different from other crowdfunding websites is we're very much driven around specific expansion projects. Uh, so understanding that project, understanding the needs of that project is how we set that minimum. Well, it's, it's exciting to see the tremendous success there. Now, you also have a company called the Pittsburgh Juice Company on the platform. It's raising money. They haven't quite reached their goal yet. Tell us a little bit about that opportunity. Yeah, another amazing local company. And, and I think both are, uh, again, a very good um, slice of kind of the types of companies that we think are successful with Honeycomb. So the Pittsburgh Juice Company is a, a locally owned uh, business in Pittsburgh uh, by, by a woman entrepreneur named Naomi. Uh, she has also had success with her uh, concept, uh, opened her first store and uh, was just overwhelmed with the demand. Uh, and basically over some time has developed partnerships with other uh, businesses around Pittsburgh to start distributing her juice to those locations. Um, And so basically what she needed was a a refrigerated delivery truck to safely and efficiently uh, send this juice uh, to other locations with these new partnerships. And so she came to us and said, what what a perfect opportunity. This is something that will not only help my customers, it'll help my business, it'll help the community as well. And she's already had a lot of success in her campaign, and we expect her to, uh, to complete it successfully. Let's talk about some of the hard issues here. Uh, how are the loans priced? And let, let's use these two examples. What, where are these two loans priced? Looks yeah. like eight percent for Millie's and eight and a quarter for the Pittsburgh Juice Company, right? 
That's exactly correct. Yeah. So basically what our team does is there's a two part underwriting process. And this is what we sometimes refer to as the secret sauce uh, for Honeycomb Credit. Um, If you think about taking a step back, what community banks always did, always did very well, was they mixed a quantitative underwriting approach with a qualitative underwriting approach. And for decades and centuries, community banks have done this very well for Main Street small businesses. Um, What's happened since then is because of consolidation, we lose one community bank per day in the United States. So those lending decisions, those underwriting decisions no longer happen in communities. As that has happened, it's become a very quantitative only type of underwriting decision. So basically, fast forward to Honeycomb Credit. So we bring that marriage of quantitative and qualitative back at scale using technology. So first step is our team will do a quantitative-based underwriting, similar to what other fintech players or or large national banks would do. And we basically look at the financial characteristics and and set up an interest rate that would be responsible for the business in terms of their cash flow needs. Uh, Then the second part is extremely important to us. Uh, We then allow the campaign to go live and let their customers and community vote with their wallets. Now, if a campaign is not successful, that's a major risk indicator. Um, And and so, therefore, that's how we bring that qualitative gut check back at scale, something that community banks used to do very well for decades. It's uh, exciting to think about this, but how will you take that model, that qualitative side, and replicate that so that you're operating outside of just the Pittsburgh area? How are you going to do that? Yeah, so, so we talk about, you know, building communities one small business at a time, but when we, when we say the word community, we don't just mean geography. So, so to know whether something is a good fit uh, in terms of a qualitative analysis, uh, it doesn't just mean you have uh, uh, community members that are geographically close to you. So let me give you an example of that. So I, I grew up in Dallas, Texas. Um, even though I haven't lived in Dallas for many years, I still have ties to that community. I care about what happens in that community, and I generally know what happens in that community. So, so when something happens there, even though I'm not geographically close, I have an opinion, I have ties. We, we see Honeycomb in, in a similar way, where community can definitely mean geography, but community can also mean interest group. It can mean affinity group. It can mean hobbies and clubs. And so, therefore, you know, these are the, the constituents, so to speak of a small business that will have an opinion that we think is relevant. Uh, So now any one individual's opinion might not be enough to tip the scale, but when a a whole community votes with their wallets, uh, to us, that's a risk indicator worth looking at. Now, one of the challenges that uh, I see is that you're, you're going to have um, some businesses that are not ready for debt and yet uh, they're going to come to you. How, how do you sort that out? How would you prepare uh, early stage companies for the feedback they'll get from you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a very interesting point because we also are clear with our companies. Um, not every company is ready for a honeycomb loan or a honeycomb relationship. Um, I think that that's very, that's very true. Um, so where we think about ourselves is if you are first starting off and you're a brand new company with very little revenue or very track, little track record, uh, something like Kickstarter or Indiegogo might be the more appropriate uh, starting place for you. Also, uh, Kiva does amazing work helping small businesses, uh, sometimes with an impact goal, uh, helping them get started with very small five and $10,000 loans. 
So for many businesses that, that come to us now and in the future, uh, that's the right place to start. Uh, even personal capital might be the right place to start. So we view ourselves as the, the logical next step after that. Uh, with community banks disappearing, there's really a void that has opened up, you know, between that Kickstarter, Kiva initial phase, and then a large national banking relationship. That big void in the middle is where Honeycomb likes to play. Uh, and, and so you're right. Many, many businesses might not be ready for a Honeycomb loan. Now, Reg CF will allow you to help companies raise up to $1.07 million. $1,070,000, if I understand the rule. And right now your two issuers are in the tens of thousands of dollars range. Where do you see yourselves operating uh, going forward? Are you always going to serve this small market? Will you move upstream in addition or stay where you are? Yeah, it's a great question. So, you know, the way we view this as the need is greatest among the sub $100,000 loan size. So I, I referenced before market research and, and Federal Reserve credit surveys. Uh, if you look at those very carefully, that, that's where the market is telling us that the biggest need is the sub $100,000 loan. Uh, other fintech players have, have attempted to serve this space, and, and they, they, in their own way, uh, attempt to serve it. Um, and then, obviously, larger banks can serve that kind of large, you know, $100,000, $200,000 size. Um, but that sub $100,000, that's what Main Street America needs, and that's where our focus is. So now to answer your question, uh, initially, most of our capital is retail, and Reg CF was a, a major sea change that allowed us to do that. Uh, over time, we're building relationships and partnerships with uh, bigger financial institutions that would like to deploy capital to Main Street America, but right now don't have the means or mechanisms to do it profitably. Uh, we believe over time, you know, we can prove that our model is a great vehicle for institutions to deploy capital towards Main Street America. Fantastic. Well, uh, Ken, you had a stellar career uh, and more education than I even dare talk about. Uh, you know, I, I think, what, London School of Economics? Was it Harvard or Yale? I mean, my heavens. You, yeah, Georgetown and Dartmouth, yeah. Yeah, super well-educated. Uh, what's the key lesson that you've learned so far in your career? Yeah, that, that's a very good question, uh, and, and frankly, one I wasn't prepared for, so, so let me think about that. I, I think, honestly, the thing that jumped into mind first is, is I would actually say the whole Honeycomb team uh, has their own unique experiences, very well educated, uh, both traditionally but also practically. Um, and, and so to me, the answer to your question is, uh, you know, being able to assemble a team of complementary skills uh, all of whom are very smart and hardworking people, um, but making sure you, you complement each other and having the right skill set uh, to move the company forward. Uh, I, I've been very impressed in just a short amount of time with, with our management team and our founding team uh, about how many you know, different uh, experiences that we've put together uh, that have been just the exact right founder market fit for Honeycomb Credit. That is really cool. Um... You obviously had launched uh, a tremendously successful career uh, in a more traditional sort of Wall Street kind of path. What caused you to rethink, reset, and focus on this opportunity? 
Yeah, yeah, it's a great question too. Um, it, you're you're correct that I, I had a a very a good and, and uh, rewarding career in investment banking. Uh, spent time in London, South Africa, New York City, uh, and and that's a that's an amazing skill set and an amazing set of experiences that I was uh, fortunate to have. Um, but along the way, I, I realized my passion is company building. Um, I, I enjoy the work of actually building and scaling something, assembling teams, uh, building products. I think that was very interesting. I started to do that on a nonprofit basis in Africa, um, then returning to the United States, realized I could continue that work, you know, in the U.S. And so, you know, in a nutshell, kind of left Wall Street for Main Street uh, and uh, had a, a couple different unique experiences to actually found Main Street small businesses. Well, we're glad you're here. Now, Ken, what is your superpower? <laughs> that's, that's a very good question. I, I think, um, you know, feedback I get very consistently is, is I, I love to build relationships. Um, and, and I think for, for a company like Honeycomb, which relies on, you know, building those one-on-one -on -one relationships with small business owners, um, I, I think that cannot be understated. Um, a lot of people will point out that small businesses, uh, you know, selling services to small businesses is a very challenging market. And I agree with that. Um, that's not only true for loans. That's true for all services. Um, so, so to me, the key has always been uh, those interpersonal connections. Um, as a, a former small business owner, you know, I've, I've sat around the kitchen table, you know, sometimes in a very bleak way trying to figure out how do we make payroll this week? How do we handle this challenge or that challenge? So having, you know, the scar tissue to, to prove that um, really helps me build those relationships with small business owners. And, and I think it's really the, the proof is in the pudding in terms of the BD um, efforts, business development efforts we've had so far. Well, this is uh, exciting stuff, and Ken, we're thrilled that you're at this. Uh, this uh, is a potential game changer for investors and small business owners alike. Uh, before you go, and we thank you for coming, tell us how people can learn more about Honeycomb Credit and how they can connect with you personally. Yeah, yeah. The, the best thing to do is to check out our website, so honeycombcredit.com. Uh, what you'll find there is, is a few different things. One is a blog where you can learn about kind of in real time, what do we think about uh, crowdfunding? What do we think about Main Street America? What do we think about FinTech? And I think people might enjoy uh, learning our thoughts on that and finding ways that they can get involved. Also on the website, they can see our live campaigns. Uh, they can click onto it, search different campaigns, find out what we're up to in terms of helping uh, actually build communities one small business at a time. Fantastic. Well, Ken, we really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today, and we wish you every success in growing small businesses across the country. Great. Thank you, Devin. All righty. Let's do some good. At Caring Crowd, we believe everyone has the power to make a difference. Through our crowdfunding platform for community health, we empower passionate people to drive real change. Whether you work for a nonprofit organization volunteer, or want to get involved for the first time, you can post a campaign on Caring Crowd. Join us, because caring is where change begins. Thank you for listening. This podcast is available at youtube.com forward slash Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. 
Every weekday, Devon hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur, or other changemaker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devin is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com.